You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of February 24, 2019. This is an episode 112. That's 112. From that city by the snowy sailor sea, I am AJ Barsay. And defrosting little by little, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, I got two words for you. Watch straps. AJ and I are surveying the landscape of accessories, pretty stylish if I do say so myself, for your timepiece. So strap yourselves in, get it, straps, and get ready. This is the Bellingham Podcast. Well, I'd hate to say we're strapped for time. How are you doing, Chris? I'm just strapped for cash as usual. How's it going, AJ? Not too bad. Uh, as as we record this, I'm uh, I'm kind of shaking the, the the magic eight ball of weather of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Is it going to snow again? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We ain't done yet. Yeah. February has a big backhand <laughs> this whole month, and we're just waiting for March. Please, March, hurry up. We like March. We like you. Hi, spring. I miss you. Yes, exactly. We'd love to see the sunshine when it's not 17 degrees. Anyway, yeah, we're talking watch straps. Sup, watch fam. Hey, watch fam. Glad to have you join us and everyone else in uh, Bellingham podcast land as well. So at the top of the show, I want to make a, a quick announcement. There is going to be a miniseries coming up. I've, I've actually pretty much wrapped production of it-ish. There's a couple of tweaks I need to do. And we have a partnership uh, miniseries. It's a four-part miniseries right now. Well, kind of five. This kind of starts the the five-part episode. The primer, if you will. The primer, as it is. <laughs> um, and it is, uh, the Bellingham Par- Podcast is partnered with The Analog Explorer. Gee. Yes. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> how about that? And what's cool about this new miniseries is uh, I put out a call to a couple of people in the Watch Fam that, uh, I. so here's the thing. There is a lot of good quality uh, watch enthusiast content out there. You know, we, we've, we've mentioned them ad nauseum. And what I wanted to do is kind of refocus a little bit on people, the story, and the watches. As opposed to, Basil is great, Rolex is doing this. This just in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and again, like... <sighs> It's just it's just such an important piece to that culture, and it often kind of gets glazed over. Or the stories that are showcased, um, although really cool, kind of can be a little bit um, upper echelon. You know, not everybody's John Mayer, sup John. Um, but like, I wanted to bring real people and real watches to kind of the way that we go, uh, we approach podcasting. So uh, the Analog Explorer decided to become a sponsor of a miniseries, and it's going to start airing next weekend. Very good. So, With that in mind, let's talk about uh, some watch straps. Yeah. Not just the Not just the kinds that you come default on a watch that you may pick up. No. So one of the things I, I, I like to always point out to some people is when you see a watch, buy it for the, the head end, the actual watch part, because if you don't like the strap... Go get another one. Like, and, and in a lot of cases, it's somewhat affordable. Yeah. Uh, very affordable in some cases. And it'll last a heck of a lot longer than what the default stock may be on your timepiece. Yeah. And, and and you can attest to this, Chris, because you just recently got a tool in the mail. Yes. Uh, the Typically speaking, there's there's usually one or two tools that you have to get to change out any atypical watch strap. Um, and basically, it's like a little pin that you push on the side if you have a bracelet style, the metal jingly stuff. Mm-hmm. Or if you've got just simple spring bars, usually it's just a, a little fork looking thing that mm-hmm. you push in and uh, against the case and it just pries it out. Or if you got a really hyper fancy uh, watch, sometimes there's a really, really small screw head. That's the other tool that sometimes you have to do. But very rarely will you see that in the typical watch setting. Yeah. Um, how much did that tool run you? Of uh, $6 yeah. on the bay. Yeah. Like it's it's not... 
it's it is not uh, it's not brain surgery. You no, know? Um, but it's better than using an exacto knife yes, like like a knucklehead like me used to do in previous uh, iterations that might scratch up the surface of this lovely timepiece. Right, right. So I mean, the the tool in question is not it, it it this is not hard. So if if you see a watch or if you have a watch and you're like, man, I really like this watch, but it's a little bit too too tactical or a little bit. There's no such thing, by the way. Okay, valid. Right. Um, or maybe it's a little bit uh, too refined and you wish that it was on something um, a little bit more durable because, you're, you know, we're getting into the spring, you're going to be hiking. You know, you can find these tools fairly affordable on Glamazon or the Bay and or um, also third party like um, uh, Warren and Wound actually makes a traveler's version of this. Um, we can put a link in the show notes. Drink. There's going to be a lot of that. Oh, this we're going to be drinking heavily <laughs> with the show notes, folks. Stay tuned. So the first thing is get a tool, have a watch. That's Next. Right. Pick your style. And and the style, what kinds of style uh, would we be taking a look at if someone is kind of examining, uh, sticking their toe in the horology pool, if you will? So I, I look at it between, really, it's it's two different things, okay? You've got casual and you got rugged, okay? And casual, that also falls into bespoke and everything else. It's basically, are you, are you going to be uh, sweating? Are you going to be uh, knocking things around working? That is the rugged thing changing a transmission in your engine oh yeah okay or casual are you just going to the office are you a lawyer are you in a vertical industry type are you going clubbing with friends are you going clubbing you know are you you know the bespoke side so that's the two areas that i look at and really for me nylon is rugged like that i i heavily lean on natos or raf single pass-throughs or something like that because for me, a watch strap is part of the the watch tooliness as it as it is. Like if um if I'm if I'm hiking, I'm probably going to be hiking with either a toxic NATO's Subterry, or I'm going to be hiking with um, a new strap that I just got out of the UK, which is a Zulu Alpha, Alpha strap Subterran, um and that is because I am in predicaments, uh, interesting predicaments, and I want to make sure that that watch stays on me. Yes. Whereas, uh, typically speaking, like something that relies on spring bars or if it's uh, a leather strap and stuff, if it gets cut, if it gets dinged up, it's not the best tool for the job. It's a glaring uh, reminder about something that was perfect, kind of like that little broken glass on your iPhone or your Android phone that you're looking at every time, yeah. multiple times a day. So you want to take care of it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm wearing a Nomos glass shoot, thank you very much, uh, I am not going to be taking it into the weight room with me right. as I'm banging around some weights and uh, you know metal everywhere, metal yeah. bars everywhere. So I, I, I typically equate watch straps as tires on a vehicle. You know, the watch head is the vehicle itself, but when it's snow season, like in, in Bellingham right mm-hmm. now, you swap out your tires for studded tires. Yeah. Okay. To go, you know, for buying or just to get to work these days. But, you know, versus in the summer, you know, you're going, you're just normal street tires and you're all good. So, um, let's kick it off with uh, what's the first straps that you want to hit up? Uh, well, let's go with something we've talked about on a number of uh, episodes, the, the NATO straps, or also the G10 style. So yeah. for those of you that are like me, that are you know part of the watch fam and don't really know the in-depth uh, story about a NATO strap, I mean, f- full disclosure, AJ is like, you need the strap for this watch. And he gives <laughs> me this wonderful gray and black strap, which I'm thinking, oh, cool, all right, sounds good, strap, blah, blah, blah. 
Is it the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO? <laughs> Not exactly. Not quite. Not exactly. There, we have a, uh, I, I put a link to a wonderful article called The Fascinating and Humble History of the NATO Watchstrap. I believe it was from gearpatrol.com. Hmm. So anyway, in this article, which gives you a great background, uh, these straps initially came from the British Ministry of Defense. Or and- MOD. MOD, exactly. And and for soldiers to get a strap for their watch when they're in active duty, they had to fill out a form known as a G-1098, or as in all military uh, abbreviations, they, may, they shortened it to G-10. Hello. Uh, and from there, they only had one type of strap. It's like Henry Ford. You can have any color you want as long as it's black. black. In this case, the MOD, you down with MOD? I'm you, down with MOD. You know me. Uh, they only made Admiralty Gray, naturally, because that's how the British uh, Ministry of Defense rolls. <laughs> uh, it was 20 millimeters in width with a chrome-plated brass buckling keepers. Mm-hmm. That is a term. Yes. Okay, cool. That's uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, needed to be functional and fail-safe because when you're in predicament precarious predicaments, Yes. thank you very much, Uh, you needed to to have it stay on your wrist and not become a casualty of war. Um, In the event that a spring bar breaks, which on my wrist, I've had three, count them, three watches that I've lost Mm -hmm. because I'm walking and I'm a fairly active arm mover and something happens and I look at my wrist and I don't have my watch on. And mercifully, I didn't have this happen to the SKX 007, but this was in the past. Yeah. And I see that... The NATO strap, as I'm examining this, is like, oh, this is a great failsafe. Right. Dig it. So, uh, but the but the NATO G10 strap really came into uh, zeitgeist popularity with James Bond, my man Sean Connery, probably the only Bond that really is relevant. In uh, <laughs> Goldfinger, uh, he wore evidently uh, a, a, a 6538 Submariner, yeah. uh, also known as a Big Crown. Yeah, the Big Crown. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you very much. Uh, it, it was a, a very unique striped nylon strap. What the heck is this? Uh, that everyone in the theaters were gawking at James Bond looking at his time. Yeah. Uh, it, turn, it turns out that this striped strap was affectionately known as the Bond NATO. It's kind of like whenever some uh, Hollywood actress wears this fine-looking dress, it now becomes a popular yeah. uh, couture for th- the rest of us. But anyway, a little bit of history about the uh, origins of the NATO G10 strap. So with that in mind, here we go again, <laughs> folks, uh, longtime listeners of the Bellingham podcast. This, you, this is not something that you want to be economical about purchasing a NATO no. strap. No, so uh, there's there's two reasons why. Because if you go up onto the flea bay and you buy a cheap <laughs> flea bay, yes. Okay, we'll roll with it. <laughs> go ahead. If you go up to the flea bay and you buy the cheapest two dollar and eighty eight cent NATO, yes, I looked it up this morning. Um, shipping from overseas, if shipping you will. from overseas, yeah. it will take you at least thirty to forty five days to get it. Right. Here's the thing: in that time when you get it. Uh, one, you could have gotten something here either in the United States um, or even uh, even in the UK or, or other places that have better quality. You know who the person is who, who designed it and created it. And kind of like we talked about several episodes ago, we were talking about bags and stuff and yes. denier as, mm-hmm. a, as a weight of nylon. Mm-hmm. The weight of nylon, you do not want to wear a cheap NATO that is the cheapest, lowest grade nylon there is for two reasons. One, it's not going to hold up. It's kind of like cheap clothes. You wash it a few times, it's going to fall apart. The second thing is, to quote Terry from Toxic NATOs, it's going to feel like a garbage bag on your wrist. 
Well said. <laughs> okay. Indeed. Um, the higher the 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 weave, it's going to be more comfortable. And it's again, like bed sheets. Ex- ex- the higher the percal, the more comfier your night's sleep. Bingo. Uh-huh. So that's the reason why I usually like yes, and we all do it. We all kind of if you're first getting into watches and you're like you don't maybe you don't even know if you like NATO straps, you're gonna throw down on a cheap NATO totally. But for that next one, that's where you're gonna want it and it. It's not that big of a jump, honestly. Like, yes, it's a it's a big jump with regards to like three dollars and waiting a month to get your strap versus like you know twenty or, or thirty bucks for the strap. But it's going to last and it's yes. going to be comfy. Oh yeah, you find a watch strap that resonates with you that uh, that speaks to you that you when, every time you're going to look at your wrist. And how many times do we look at our wrist to see what time it is? Well, if it depends bored, on the person. <laughs> yeah, or our our level of boredom. Yeah. Uh, but in some cases, you want to look at that like okay, it's it's. You know, eleven forty, for example. But oh, that's a nice strap. I like yeah. that. Which also, looking at the time, you might be listening to us on Camry one hundred two point three FM, low power community radio here in the heart of the non-NATO city of subdued excitement. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. So we talked about the NATO G ten strap. Uh, there's uh, another kind that I, I, I you know, really enjoy mm-hmm. in many other uh, types of accessories, but leather. Yes. So let's talk about what leather for a little bit. So leather, like as I'm looking at your wrist, you are wearing a very bespoke watch strap made by EA8. Yes, and I love it. Thank you very much. This is uh, I wear this proudly to the nonprofit benefit galas around our fair city, nice. uh, and flash this around as I am uh, hobnobbing with the uh, attendees of the event. So thank you, <laughs> EA8, for this awesome black uh, strap. Yeah, yeah, I love it. it. Yeah. So, but um, so in the leather world, like especially here in the U.S. The word Horween gets thrown around a lot. What is it? Horween uh, is actually the name of uh, the Horween Leather Company based in Chicago, uh, Illinois. The Horween Leather Company is one of the oldest continuous running tanneries in the U.S. They were founded in 1905, celebrating their 114th anniversary this year. Uh, Pretty much they are the standard of leather for sports equipment. Uh, sports and casual footwear, bags, wallets, briefcases, blah, blah, blah. They are the exclusive supplier of National Football League footballs. Now, that I didn't know until this recording. I, th- I think a quarterback for the New England Patriots is aware of the leather's uh, inflatability in some cases. Yes. <laughs> so, And also the National Basketball Association basketballs are uh, – get their leather supplied by the Horween Leather Company. It's not just a term. Right. Uh, this or is a type a, of cow. Uh, <laughs> Good point. I've, I've had that's like, oh, I've never seen a Horween cow. No. But uh, anyway, uh, made in America. Yeah. It works particularly well as a strap material for both vintage and new watches. Yeah. They got you covered. Right. Totally. So in in the next part of it, we're going to kind of go through the goods list, which is these are brands that either, full disclosure, either A, we have B have been given um, uh, straps from or C are looking at and probably will be <laughs> probably getting a strap or two from them. Yeah, no, we're, we're fans of these uh, coming up uh, suppliers and they're part of the watch fam and yeah. they, you know, we don't. Uh, we vet them. Yes. We do research on them. We check out the reviews and we, you know, often engage with them on the, on the social media. Right. Uh, in a lot of ways, 
we believe they are the goods, uh, to quote our moniker. But uh, you know, also do we're trying to help you avoid the hundred million results you'll get in a Google search when you type in watch strap. Bingo. All right, hit it. So um, at the top, I'm going to talk about Zulu Alpha Strap. Um, run by a fine gentleman over in the UK by the name of Darren. Um, he actually sent me one of his straps, and it's a very unique strap because it is nylon, but it is not like a NATO. And what's interesting about this strap is the story behind how he came about it, which um, actually you'll hear in the mini series. We talked to somebody else in the UK, a little teaser there, um, that talks a little bit about how Darren came about this. But what's cool about it is he is upcycling rifle slings. Oh, so he's he's former British military and he basically got his first cool watch and he didn't like the landscape of watch straps. And so um, being a tinker as he was, he was cleaning out his garage or something or loft and he found some of these old rifle slings and he thought to himself, self, <laughs> what if I made something that would be up to my spec? There and, you go. And insert British accent, I'm presuming here. We don't want to <laughs> attempt that. <laughs> yeah. And so um, what's interesting about his strap is it is a single pass through. So it's not like a, a NATO where that has the double loop underneath. Um, so it passes through. But the buckle is a tri-glide buckle, which is basically, um, if you're in the uh, yeah, sub-hikers, if you're used to having two, a double D buckle, think about um, like a double D buckle but squared off with a bar in between one of them. And so what you get is when you pass through the, the nylon, you pull it against that bar and that bar slides against the buckle. So you get a friction fit. So you don't have holes. Hmm. Um, and what's cool about that is uh, you get a comfortable feel on your wrist. Uh, and two, it's tough as nails i was i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit skeptical mm. um even though like i know like obviously this used this the strap used to be in the buckle used to be on uh, a weapon so of course it's gonna hold weight so i recently took it out on a trek because of course we vet things yes so i took it out on a trek i uh, went up north to mission british columbia did a very simple hike up to a waterfall up there and my son was with me and it has been slick in the pacific northwest lately yes. We went up there when it was ice. Seeing a waterfall with ice is killer, by the way. And we're on the trail and stuff. And so I'm, I'm helping my toddler. And uh, he, of course, self, like he, that's his big thing right now. He wants to do thing on, things on his own. Hops up on this little log that's up on the trail. And of course, it was slick. He slides down, grabs dad, of course, grabs my watch with his little hands and literally yoinks it. He it was it was like a Mission Impossible scene for mm. a little toddler. Dun 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 yeah. dun dun. He's hanging on to my watch head and strap, and I'm like, okay, well at least the strap can at least hold 27 and a half pounds. Um, that's a testament to its durability. Exactly. Um, and that's something that I mentioned before. Like I, you know, I I, I see my watch as a tool and stuff. And the, that test right there immediately put that strap on the goods list. Right on. Um, because that friction fit did pull against it, and you know my toddler was fine. Everyone, it, it was fine. Rest you no, know, we're talking a little bit, a little log, yes. big log to a toddler, sure. little log to a human. Um, but it was it, it was an interesting test. Um, but what's really cool about it is, like I said, um, just the story. He also he makes every strap. Like this is not something he is sourcing. It's it's a UK strap by a UK guy. The if you go up on his Instagram, uh, which he's um, at Zulu Alpha Straps on Instagram, 
He'll even show like how he does the blackening of the buckles. Like he dips it in oil, like Flash forges or not Flash heats it with like a torch, dunks it into like a gallon of oil or whatever to blacken the hardware if you so choose. So again, kind of like EA8, like these are creators and makers that are very open about their process and you get a very cool handcrafted unique strap. And how uh, impressive is it that you get to see your strap in process or yeah. how the process is that eventually arrives in your mailbox right. for that. Um, next one we have on the list is this uh, strap code is not just for NATOs. They, they have yeah. a great supply of metal bands because yeah. there are a number of us in the watch fam that like that. The bracelet. The bracelet of yeah. that silver, gold, whatever have you. They've got a really good supply of yeah. metal bands for your timepiece. Yeah, and they also have the, the links that they use and stuff. Like they have different styles. Like there's like, um, you know, like the Submariner style or the engineering style. Like they have different styles of um, bracelets. Um, I've never used one, full disclosure. Uh, I know a lot of people who have and they're kind of the great starting off point because also they're very cost effective. Um, bracelets on watches are always um, a little bit pricier and take a look at what uh, how the, the bracelet is created like you don't want the little chiclet very hollow linky kind of thing where it's like jingle 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 it, that's kind of the, the lower end that's the things that you'll find on, on, on the flea bay but also like take a look at um, how are they polished how are they rounded because anyone who's worn a watch with a bracelet a bad bracelet and if you're a hairy guy kind of like Chris Powell and myself these are notorious for like ripping out arm hairs. So again, you kind of like getting a quality NATO, getting a quality, you're getting what you're paying for in a good bracelet. Absolutely. What's next? Um, Warren and Wound's uh, a, a adapt strap, ADPT strap. Um, we uh, we actually broke, this was one of the few news pieces that our show has done. Like the moment that uh, Warren and Wound announced it, I think we recorded within like 30 minutes beforehand. Mm -hmm. So like, I like to say that we broke the news for uh, Warren and Wound. Sup guys. Hello. Um, anyway, the adapt strap is really cool because uh, Made in America... The the cool thing about it is is there the 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 acronym of what adapt stands for, which is all day purpose and terrain. And these straps, they're they're tough as nails. I, I know somebody who has one, and this kind of bridges the ruggedness and casualness because typically a lot of NATOs you have a long tail and you have to loop it around, and they kind of do a very elegant way. It's a little bit shorter strap so that um, you know you get the versatility of it being uh, nylon, but you can wear it at at the office and it doesn't scream I'm going trekking. Dare we invoke the term hybrid? I think so. Okay. That's why I have it on the list. Let's do that. Yeah. They're, they're, I think they're a good hybrid. Um, and also their colorways are great. They've even got a cool green one. I think yes. they call it Sage. Don't quote me on that one. I forgot. All right. Well, check um, out the site that we have the link yep. in there for uh, what the, for their supply. Uh, don't forget EA8 Leather Goods. And uh, we have a link to uh, the Instagram page, which has some fine photography yep. uh, for these uh, straps that are created by hand yeah. uh, uh, in there. Yep, and thanks again, EA8, for sending uh, the straps that you did to Chris and I. Absolutely. Uh, Terria Toxic NATOs. Need I say more? One of the few people <laughs> that in our 112 episodes has given an intro yeah. to this show. Yeah. We we dig it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have to go on and on about Terry. And Terry is the goods. Um, we all know it. And the thing that I like to always point out, and you'll hear it in, in my interview with him, when it comes to NATO straps, Toxic is kind of the benchmark. Like, once you have one of his straps, you quickly find out what is a cheap NATO and what is a different kind of NATO beyond his. And it's just simple. It's as simple as that. Like, he he is very upfront about what he does, how he does it, and why he does it. And 
So 50% of my strap collection <laughs> is from Toxic Knitters. Yeah. And that word that I don't want to say because I don't want to be responsible for uh, a naughty word. Shiznit is fine. It is? I, yeah. Are you sure be, about this? I haven't checked with the FCC, but we haven't we had any problems with it. Hey, FCC, if you have any uh, no, Let's concerns. not call the FCC. Okay, stop fine. that. Stop, stop drawing attention. Anyway, I have two uh, Toxic NATO, that word, straps, <laughs> which have been rock solid. I love rock solid uh, items and uh, thoroughly enjoy the comfort yeah. and, and style yeah. that exists with. And, and, you know, I those are my hybrid. I, I will take them to the event. The, the, the fluffy events, I will take them to the rough and tumble uh, activities, and they're still uh, holding strong. Totally. Next. Uh, somebody who is very near and dear to my heart, and she always has an open place on the Bellingham podcast if she ever wants to have an interview. True that. Hey, Erica. Hi, Erica. Erica's Originals, MN Strap. I have said on the record time and time again on this show, her straps are my favorite strap in the world. Mm. Um, That's I th- saying a lot, though. Yeah. I, I, I love... Um, I love a lot of about her design. Um, I love pretty much, she's just the goods. I like the whole story of what the Marine Nationale is and how she built it into her thing. Um, the one thing I, I want to throw out is um, she also has a lot of patents around the design of her strap. And recently I have discovered that there are a lot of knockoffs. Mm. Just bear in mind, uh, I'm not a fan of knockoff products. And especially if it's coming from a small creator, yeah, you know, you're ta- you're taking away from somebody who put in the time and effort to create this. Um, go to the source. Yes, there you pay a premium for it because it's her design. I would so. think the watch fam would uh, have standards higher than going for something totally. uh, affordable. Totally. And uh, for what it's worth, if you go to uh, Erica's Originals website, of which we have a link in the show notes, drink. Uh, I have really. My, I'm keeping my good eye <laughs> on the Black Ops naturally yeah. uh, MN strap. In the all black, I love the loom line. That's uh, that's the, the one the, that I've got. Yes, that is really tasty. It is. But here's my personality, and I have really grown to embrace my inner all black everything mm. uh, in my accessories, and so uh, I'm keeping an eye on that. Yeah, and no. Might, there may, you know, I have a, a less than a handful of straps. Might need to include uh, the thumb. Uh, <laughs> get, I'm warning you right now. If you go with an MN strap, it, you're gonna. I I will be curious to, ha- to hear your review of it. Once you go MN, you won't go back. I think so. Like uh, I said, it's I I equate it to her straps are the comfy um, hoodie that you wear on a Saturday morning as you make a cup of coffee. Like it just fits like a glove. We'll see what happens after uh, the springtime or the summertime. We we may uh, have some uh, recollections yeah. back to that. But we love all these straps. Yeah, we totally. love all the makers of these straps. Make no mistake. Yeah. And also my full disclosure with there is, is I have purchased one of her straps, um, the Redline Vintage. And then she also sent me one, um, which was the MN Loom Line. How so. very generous. Uh, next on the list is Haviston. Haviston. So Haviston is... Uh, I've seen them in pictures, but I haven't got my hands on one, but I'm really interested in them. There's the Carrier A2 strap, which is uh, stands for the Alteration uh, 2, and it it's original design. It's an original design, but the it's an homage to the 1943 U.S. Navy tricolor camouflage scheme from the carrier-based aircrafts of World War II. I just think it is just a cool colorway, and it looks like a killer strap. Absolutely, and you know, here's oh, I, news to me, breaking news for myself, there are more colors than black. Wait. <laughs> you just now figured that out? And I love, uh, in looking at the design, it's, it, yeah. there's attention to the product. Yeah. And I really applaud uh, Haviston for uh, having the shout out to uh, our World War II fighter planes yeah. on those carrier ships. And what a great way to have that 
um, remembrance yeah. for what's going on. Crown and Buckle. Crown and Buckle. So I've had Crown and Buckle on my radar for, for eons, and my birthday rolled around this month, and my wife was so lovely to order me um, a Crown and Buckle chevron strap. And the chevron is what I actually have on right now. This is this is like my, my favorite strap to wear around the office, honestly. I've got the, I think they call it the Knight with Harvest line. So basically, Knight is basically a weave. It's not a normal native strap and it's actually not a native strap it's a single pass what's cool about this is if you're ever familiar with the tudor black bay straps that 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 tudor gets out of um i think it's a french company who actually weaves the strap uh their fabric straps this is in a very similar vein where the weave they weave um black and blue together it to get this night color and then um you can also get it with a line in the center kind of like the the mn straps where it comes in green, red, or uh, this kind of khaki, I think they call it harvest. More for your personality. Yeah, and that's that's what I chose. Um, I also got brushed hardware as opposed to polished hardware. But what's cool about this strap that I like, much like the, the Tudor Black Bay straps, is the if you notice, the keepers are, at, uh, it's one single piece of fabric. And the keepers, um, there's one keeper that's attached to the very end where the buckle is. And then there's one floating keeper. So when you adjust this, you get a perfect fit where it's not too loose or too tight. You still have to poke it through a hole and such, but it's, it is the closest nylon strap that I've had that is close to the form and fit that I like in a Marine National strap. We, we, we do realize that you are listening to us on this I show. I am describing <laughs> the best I can, okay? Fair enough. Um, but no, um, anyway, the crown and buckle chevron strap, if you're looking for an all-around office strap that also, if you're a little bit active, it, my wife was so nice to get me one. Sounds so. like that could uh, run as a daily driver. I, I've it's quickly become that, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And uh, t tell me about Blue Shark. This is a new one to me. Yeah, Blue Shark. Uh, so Blue Shark is um, another watch strap company. Um, I they make a lot of different nylon straps, uh, kind of a NATO homage to like the Marine National strap. That's how I found out about them. What's interesting about uh, Blue Shark, and I, I don't have one. Um, I've only seen them in, in photos, but there's one called the Alpha Shark Slim, which looks like um, if you're somebody who likes the shiznit, but maybe your head end of your watch is a little bit thicker and you uh, wish it was a little bit closer to your wrist. Sure. I think the Slim is kind of that seat belty material, but with a, a lower millimeter. Um, I don't know how thick... Um, Terry does his the 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 seatbelt material, but thick enough to be approved by Chris Powell. Oh yeah, the thing is, the thing is rugged as heck. That's right. Um, but if you have a um, a thicker watch and you wish it had a little bit thinner presence on your wrist, I think that's what this would do. Again, I don't have one, but I just wanted to throw it out. And also, as we're going through all of these straps, we like variety. Oh, yes. As the French say, viva la différence. Yes. And here's a cornucopia of all these awesome vendors, all of these makers, to to hand them your money. Yeah. Take my money now uh, and, and upgrade, level up your your current watch and or timepiece. Real simple, the watch steward. Yes. Uh, the watch steward, I found him on Instagram a while back, perfect for Seikos. But what's cool about this one is it's it, the material looks like to be something similar to a Marine National strap, but... Instead of it going underneath the head end, it actually loops back over your wrist. Think of it as um, the parachute webbing type of material where it goes in between both sides of your watch um, on the spring bars so that the metal part is back on your wrist and it loops back underneath and doubles under your wrist. Keeps the head in a little bit closer to your wrist if that's kind of your style or if you have a thicker watch. And meanwhile, getting that comfort 
uh, form and function of the stretchy material. I don't have one. I've, I'm kind of eyeballing it. Yes. But it's kind of like the Americanized version of like an MN strap in my, in how I, how I would describe it. And then also near and dear to my heart, since I only have an SKX 007 <laughs> is Uncle Seiko. So Uncle Seiko, um, or, or, or bracelets. I don't know much about them. I just know that if you are looking for a bracelet alternative, you go to Uncle Seiko. It's the source. It's it's kind of the source. And I, again, I just want to throw them out because if, again, if you're in that vein of having uh, more metal, yes, take a look at Uncle Seiko. And, and I am a fan of metal yeah. in many ways. So check them out. Yeah. So that's, that, that is the Beham podcast roundup of watch straps. The landscape is now complete. <laughs> Let's wrap the show up. That wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us terrestrially on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio. Here in the heart of the city by the Salish Sea. And on that strapped for time note, <laughs> TikTok, I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks very much for joining us here on the Bellingham Podcast. And stay tuned for a miniseries coming up soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll Sup, be a, watch fam. It'll be a blast.